Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, May 15th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Maya Sargent. And here are today's headlines. New York City is gearing up for a new wave of migrants expected to come from the southern border. That's right, Maya. Over 50,000 migrants have made their way from the border to New York City in the past year. That's according to NPR. And the city's expecting that number to swell as Title 42 comes to an end. So this time around, city officials are hoping they can learn from the past year providing for migrants. Roosevelt Island will serve as a processing center for new arrivals, And the city is already converting three public schools into shelters. But the decision to put cots in school gyms hasn't come without controversy. Critics say the Adams administration gave schools little advance notice about the plan, and others worry it could create dangerous conditions for school children. Aside from schools, hotels across Midtown and in Westchester are opening their doors to migrants. Over 4,000 migrants have arrived in the city just in the past week. But even though though New York is seeing an influx of migrants, the Biden administration says crossings at the border have unexpectedly dropped since the end of Title 42. That's likely because under the administration's new border policies, migrants can face stiffer criminal penalties for not properly following the asylum-seeking process. If you're a regular commuter on the city's orange subway lines, get ready for some delays through the summer. Starting today, Uptown B, D, F and M lines will run less often. The MTA says it's cutting service to replace outdated equipment at the West 4th Street station that allows trains to switch between express and local tracks. The service disruption will also sporadically affect A, C, and E trains on nights and weekends, since these trains use similar tracks to the Orange Line. But the headache won't last forever. Construction and track maintenance is set to be complete by July 3rd, just in time for your Independence Day travel. New Jersey is trying to entice New Yorkers to relocate across the Hudson. Governor Phil Murphy has collaborated with Choose New Jersey, an economic development nonprofit, to create a series of ads criticizing New York's congestion prices. Murphy's pushing back against tolls in the city that will charge drivers up to $23 to drive below 60th Street. One reads, less congestion, no congestion tax, move your business to New Jersey. They'll be on New York's side of the Hudson starting today. Federal student loan repayments are expected to resume in June. They'll restart after a three-year pause due to the COVID-19 pandemic, although we don't know exactly when that date is going to be. But Education Secretary Miguel Cardona says his department has requested over $2 billion to help with loan repayments. The Tony Awards won't be televised this year. That's because the ongoing film and TV writers' strike. The Writers Guild refused to approve a waiver allowing the Tonys to be aired live on CBS on June 11th and streamed on Paramount+. The management company at the Tony Awards is expected to hold an emergency meeting today to discuss how they'll move forward. Also, writers in New York are picketing outside Radio City Music Hall. When I say contract, you say now. Contract. Now. Contract. Now. When I say fair, you say contract. Fair. Contract. Fair. Contract. When I 
The writers marched alongside Democratic Congressman Maxwell Alejandro Frost. He's the first Gen Z member of Congress and also the youngest member of the House. Since May 2nd, the strike has been supported by many on-air personalities, including Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and Drew Barrymore. And on this day in 1963, Tony Bennett crooned his way to his first Grammy Award for his record, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. The loveliness of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the bay. I left my heart in San Francisco. The ballad would earn Bennett the first of 20 Grammys, making him one of the most prolific singers in the Recording Academy's history. There's a center in the Bronx that offers free cooking classes and barista training to the local community, including unhoused New Yorkers. WFUV's Rosie Lenz talks with representatives from Ali's Place Center about how their program is helping people prepare for the workforce. Ali's Place is a homeless shelter and resource center in the Bronx. While they provide emergency services for unhoused New Yorkers, their work is also a little more longstanding. Ali's Place runs the Center for Culinary Education and Employment. It's a center that trains adult students for employment in a variety of food industry settings. They teach them skills and provide hands-on experience needed for different jobs. Two of their programs include barista training and culinary essentials. The barista training program runs every two weeks and lasts three days. The program is run by Jada Gabriel, a pastry chef and assistant chef instructor. She described the schedule. On the first day, we do hot beverages. Second day, we do ice beverages and baking. And the third day, we operate our mock pop-up shop here at Ali's Place. I visited the mock pop-up coffee shop called Ali's Coffee Spot to see some of the students in action. Good morning. They were taking orders, making coffee, and serving different pastries they had learned to make. Linda was one of the students at the coffee shop. Amazing. My experience so far has been amazing. The teachers are really awesome. They make it really easy for you to learn. I really like to cook. Um, most of the things that we have here today we did from scratch, which was pretty amazing. It's like a little family here. Linda is mentored by Jada, the assistant chef instructor that you heard from earlier. Jada told me that her favorite part about being an instructor at the center is watching her students grow more confident in the kitchen. My favorite part about teaching is when we get a new student that's never been in the kitchen before, even though it's a short three-day three program, I see them whipping around the kitchen because I feel like I've prepped them and they know what they're doing. So I see the confidence building. So that's the best part. It's rewarding. The center wants students to leave the course with the proper experience they need to start their careers. Noreen is a former student of the center and now works there helping people complete the same training she did. Noreen hopes they carry their newfound confidence with them into the world, 
even after they've finished the program. Have the confidence of, you know, you can do this too. You, it doesn't just mean that you can get it from a restaurant. You can do it yourself from scratch. And, you know, people get excited about, wow, this is really, like, this exists. Like, we can actually do this, even if it's just in a mini course. By offering these skills, the Center for Culinary Education and Employment is helping their community. Councilmember Farias from District 18 in the Bronx agrees. She says the center's work has rippling effects that last much longer than the short programs. Because they're not just serving who's within their, you know, four walls. They are serving the community at large. She attended one of the pop-up coffee shops at the end of April after touring Allie's place. Um, and I had a really great time there because they even threw an apron on me and taught me how to make some drinks. The center hopes people will get involved with their programs. All of the courses are free and are skills you can add to a resume for future jobs. You can learn more about the Center for Culinary Education and Employment, including their class schedule and registration details, by searching Allie's Place Culinary. That's A-L-L-I-E-S Place Culinary. With WFUV News, I'm Rosie Lenz. That was WFUV's Rosie Lenz talking to representatives from Allie's Place Center in the Bronx. And that's our show for today. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm David Escobar. Check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.